1. The New York Times Current History A Monthly Magazine The European War, Volume II April, 1915 September, 1915 with index number I April 1915 Germany's war is all man neutral flags the German decree and interchange of notes answering American protests to Germany and Britain Berlin, February 4th, by wireless to Seville, L.I. The German Admiralty today issued the following communication, the waters around Great Britain and Ireland, including the whole English Channel, are declared a war is all man and after February 18th, 1915. Every enemy merchant ship found in this war zone will be destroyed, even if it is impossible to avert dangers which threaten the crew and passengers. Also neutral ships in the war zone are in danger, as in consequence of the misuse of neutral flags ordered by the British government on January 31st, and in view of the hazards of naval warfare, it cannot always be avoided that attacks meant for enemy ships endanger neutral ships, shipping northward, around the Shetland Islands, in the eastern basin of the North Sea and a strip of at least 30 nautical miles in breadth along the Dutch coast, is endangered in the same way. American Note to Germany, February 10, 1915. The Secretary of State has instructed Ambassador Gerard at Berlin to present to the German government a note to the following effect, the government of the United States, having had its attention directed to the proclamation of the German Admiralty, issued on the 4th of February, that the waters surrounding Great Britain and Ireland, including the whole of the English Channel, are to be considered as comprised within the seat of war, that all enemy merchant vessels found in those waters after the 18th inst, will be destroyed, although it may not always be possible to save crews and passengers, and that neutral vessels expose themselves to danger within this zone of war because, in view of the misuse of neutral flags said to have been ordered by the British government on the 31st of January and of the contingencies of maritime warfare, it may not be possible always to exempt neutral vessels from attacks intended to strike enemy ships, feels it to be its duty to call the attention of the imperial German government, with sincere respect and the most friendly sentiments, but very candidly and earnestly, to the very serious possibilities of the course of action apparently contemplated under that proclamation. The government of the United States views those possibilities with such grave concern that it feels it to be its privilege, and, indeed, its duty in the circumstances to request the imperial German government to consider before action is taken the critical situation in respect of the relation between this country and Germany which might arise were the German naval forces, in carrying out the policy foreshadowed in the Admiralty's proclamation, to destroy any merchant vessel of the United States or cause the death of American citizens, if island of course. Not necessary to remind the German government that the sole right of a belligerent in dealing with neutral vessels on the high seas is limited to visit and search, unless a blockade is proclaimed and effectively maintained, which this government does not understand to be proposed in this case, to declare or exercise a right to attack and destroy any vessel entering a prescribed area of the high seas without first certainly determining its belligerent nationality and the contraband character of its cargo would be an act so unprecedented in naval warfare that this government is reluctant to believe, that the imperial government of Germany in this case contemplates it as possible. The suspicion that enemy ships are using neutral flags improperly can create no just presumption that all ships traversing a prescribed area are subject to the same suspicion. It is to determine exactly such questions that this government understands the right of visit and search to have been recognized. This government has carefully noted the explanatory statement issued by the Imperial German government at the same time with the proclamation of the German Admiralty. 
and takes this occasion to remind the imperial German government very respectfully that the government of the United States is open to none of the criticisms for a neutral action to which the German government believes the governments of certain other neutral nations have laid themselves open, that the government of the United States has not consented to or acquiesced in any measures which may have been taken by the other belligerent nations in the present war which operate to restrain neutral trade, but has, on the contrary, taken in all such matters a position which warrants it in holding those governments responsible in the proper way for any untoward effects on American shipping which the accepted principles of international law do not justify, and that it, therefore, regards itself as free in the present instance to take with a clear conscience and upon accepted principles the position indicated in this note. If the commanders of German vessels of war should act upon the presumption that the flag of the United States was not being used in good faith and should destroy on the high seas an American vessel or the lives of American citizens, it would be difficult for the government of the United States to view the act in any other light than as an indefensible violation of neutral rights, which it would be very hard, indeed, to reconcile with the friendly relations now happily subsisting between the two governments, if such a deplorable situation should arise. The Imperial German government can readily appreciate that the government of the United States would be constrained to hold the Imperial government of Germany to a strict accountability for such acts of their naval authorities, and to take any steps it might be necessary to take to safeguard American lives and property and to secure to American citizens the full enjoyment of their acknowledged rights on the high seas. The government of the United States, in view of these considerations, which it urges with the greatest respect and with the sincere purpose of making sure that no misunderstandings may arise, and no circumstances occur, that might even cloud the intercourse of the two governments, expresses the confident hope and expectation that the imperial German government can and will give assurance that American citizens and their vessels will not be molested by the naval forces of Germany otherwise than by visit and search, though their vessels may be traversing the sea area delimited in the proclamation of the German Admiralty. It is stated for the information of the imperial government that representations have been made to His Britannic Majesty's government in respect to the unwarranted use of the American flag for the protection of British ships. American Note to England, February 10, 1915. The Secretary of State has instructed Ambassador Page at London to present to the British government a note to the following effect. The department has been advised of the declaration of the German Admiralty on February 4th indicating that the British government had on January 31st explicitly authorized the use of neutral flags on British merchant vessels, presumably for the purpose of avoiding recognition by German naval forces. The department's attention has also been directed to reports in the press that the captain of the Lusitania, acting upon orders or information received from the British authorities, raised the American flag as his vessel approached the British coasts, in order to escape anticipated attacks by German submarines. Today's press reports also contain an alleged official statement of the Foreign Office defending the use of the flag of a neutral country by a belligerent vessel in order to escape capture or attack by an enemy. Assuming that the foregoing reports are true, the government of the United States, reserving for future consideration the legality and propriety of the deceptive use of the flag of a neutral power in any case for the purpose of avoiding capture desires very respectfully to point out to His Britannic Majesty's government the serious consequences which may result to American vessels and American citizens if this practice is continued. The occasional use of the flag of a neutral or an enemy under the stress of immediate pursuit and to deceive an approaching enemy, which appears by the press reports to be represented as the precedent and justification used to support this action, 
seems to this government a very different thing from an explicit sanction by a belligerent government for its merchant ships generally to fly the flag of a neutral power within certain portions of the high seas which are presumed to be frequented with hostile warships. The formal declaration of such a policy of general misuse of a neutral's flag jeopardizes the vessels of the neutral visiting those waters in a peculiar degree by raising the presumption that they are of belligerent nationality regardless of the flag which they may carry. In view of the announced purpose of the German Admiralty to engage in active naval operations in certain delimited sea areas adjacent to the coasts of Great Britain and Ireland, the government of the United States would view with anxious solicitude any general use of the flag of the United States by British vessels traversing those waters. A policy such as the one which His Majesty's government is said to intend to adopt would, if the declaration of the German Admiralty be put in force, it seems clear, afford no protection to British vessels while it would be a serious and constant menace to the lives and vessels of American citizens. The government of the United States, therefore, trusts that His Majesty's government will do all in their power to restrain vessels of British nationality in the deceptive use of the United States flag in the sea area defined by the German Declaration, since such practice would greatly endanger the vessels of a friendly power navigating those waters and would even seem to impose upon the government of Great Britain a measure of responsibility for the loss of American lives and vessels in case of an attack by a German naval force. You will impress upon His Majesty's government the grave concern which this government feels in the circumstances in regard to the safety of American vessels and lives in the war zone declared by the German Admiralty. You may add that this government is making earnest representations to the German government in regard to the danger to American vessels and citizens if the declaration of the German Admiralty is put into effect. Germany's answer. Berlin. Via London. February 18th. German government's reply to the American note follows. The imperial government has examined the communication from the United States government in the same spirit of goodwill and friendship by which the communication appears to have been dictated. The imperial government is in accord with the United States government that for both parties it is in a high degree desirable to avoid misunderstandings which might arise from measures announced by the German Admiralty and to provide against the occurrence of incidents which might trouble the friendly relations which, so far happily exist between the two governments. With regard to the assuring of these friendly relations, the German government believes that it may all the more reckon on a full understanding with the United States as the procedure announced by the German Admiralty, which was fully explained in the note of the 4th inst, is in no way directed against legitimate commerce and legitimate shipping of neutrals, but represents solely a measure of self-defense, imposed on Germany by her vital interests, against England's method of warfare, which is contrary to international law, and which so far no protest by neutrals has succeeded in bringing back to the generally recognized principles of law as existing before the outbreak of war. In order to exclude all doubt regarding these cardinal points, the German government once more begs leave to state how things stand. Until now Germany has scrupulously observed valid international rules regarding naval warfare. At the very beginning of the war Germany immediately agreed to the proposal of the American government to ratify the new declaration of London, and took over its contents and altered, and without formal obligation, into her prize law. The German government has obeyed these rules even when they were diametrically opposed to her military interests. For instance, Germany allowed the transportation of provisions to England from Denmark until today, though she was well able, by her sea forces, to prevent it. In contradistinction to this attitude, England has not even hesitated at a second infringement of international law, 
if by such means she could paralyze the peaceful commerce of Germany with neutrals, the German government will be the less obliged to enter into details, as these are put down sufficiently, though not exhaustively, in the American note to the British government dated December 29th, as a result of five months' experience, all these encroachments have been made, as has been admitted, in order to cut off all supplies from Germany and thereby starve her peaceful civil population a procedure contrary to all humanitarian principles. Neutrals have been enabled to prevent the interruption of their commerce with Germany, which is contrary to international laws. The American government, as Germany readily acknowledges, has protested against the British procedure. In spite of these protests and protests from other neutral states, Great Britain could not be induced to depart from the course of action she had decided upon. Thus, for instance, the American ship Wilhelmina recently was stopped by the British, although her cargo was destined solely for the German civil population, and, according to the express declaration of the German government, was to be employed only for this purpose. Germany is as good as cut off from her overseas supply by the silent or protesting toleration of neutrals, not only in regard to such goods as are absolute contraband, but also in regard to such as, according to acknowledged law before the war, are only conditional contraband or not contraband at all. Great Britain, on the other hand, island with the toleration of neutral governments, not only supplied with such goods as are not contraband or only conditional contraband, but with goods which are regarded by Great Britain, if sent to Germany, as absolute contraband, namely, provisions, industrial raw materials, and sea, and even with goods which had always indubitably been regarded as absolute contraband, the German government feels itself obliged to point out with the greatest emphasis that a traffic in arms, estimated at many hundreds of millions, is being carried on between American firms and Germany's enemies. Germany fully comprehends that the practice of right and the toleration of wrong on the part of neutrals are matters absolutely at the discretion of neutrals, and involve no formal violation of neutrality. Germany, therefore, did not complain of any formal violation of neutrality, but the German government, in view of complete evidence before it, cannot help pointing out that it, together with the entire public opinion of Germany, feels itself to be severely prejudiced by the fact that neutrals, in safeguarding their rights in legitimate commerce with Germany according to international law, have up to the present achieved number or only insignificant results, while they are making a limited use of their right by carrying on contraband traffic with Great Britain and our other enemies. If it is a formal right of neutrals to take no steps to protect their legitimate trade with Germany, and even to allow themselves to be influenced in the direction of the conscious and willful restriction of their trade, on the other hand, they have the perfect right which they unfortunately do not exercise, to cease contraband trade, especially in arms, with Germany's enemies, in view of this situation, Germany, after six months of patient waiting, sees herself obliged to answer Great Britain's murderous method of naval warfare with sharp countermeasures, if Great Britain in her fight against Germany summons hunger as an ally, for the purpose of imposing upon a civilized people of area code 70000000, the choice between destitution and starvation or submission to Great Britain's commercial will, then Germany today is determined to take up the gauntlet and appeal to similar allies. Germany trusts that the neutrals, who so far have submitted to the disadvantageous consequences of Great Britain's hunger or in silence, or merely in registering a protest, will display toward Germany no smaller measure of toleration, even if German measures, like those of Great Britain, 
present new terrors of naval warfare. Moreover, the German government is resolved to suppress with all the means at its disposal the importation of war material to Great Britain and her allies, and she takes it for granted that neutral governments, which so far have taken no steps against the traffic in arms with Germany's enemies, will not oppose forcible suppression by Germany of this trade. Acting from this point of view, the German Admiralty proclaimed a naval war zone, whose limits it exactly defined. Germany, so far as possible, will seek to close this war zone with mines, and will also endeavor to destroy hostile merchant vessels in every other way, while the German government, in taking action based upon this overpowering point of view, keeps itself far removed from all intentional destruction of neutral lives and property. On the other hand, it does not fail to recognize that from the action to be taken against Great Britain dangers arise which threaten all trade within the war zone, without distinction, the same natural result of mine warfare, which, even under the strictest observance of the limits of international law, endangers every ship approaching the mine area. The German government considers itself entitled to hope that all neutrals will acquiesce in these measures, as they have done in the case of the grievous damages inflicted upon them by British measures all the more so as Germany is resolved, for the protection of neutral shipping even in the naval war zone, to do everything which is at all compatible with the attainment of this object, in view of the fact that Germany gave the first proof of her goodwill in fixing a time limit of not less than 14 days before the execution of said measures, so that neutral shipping might have an opportunity of making arrangements to avoid threatening danger. This can most surely be achieved by remaining away from the naval war zone. Neutral vessels which despite this ample notice, which greatly affects the achievement of our aims in our war against Great Britain, enter these closed waters will themselves bear the responsibility for any unfortunate accidents that may occur. Germany disclaims all responsibility for such accidents and their consequences. Germany has further expressly announced the destruction of all enemy merchant vessels found within the war zone, but not the destruction of all merchant vessels, as the United States seems erroneously to have understood. This restriction which Germany imposes upon itself is prejudicial to the aim of our warfare, especially as in the application of the conception of contraband practiced by Great Britain toward Germany which conception will now also be similarly interpreted by Germany the presumption will be that neutral ships have contraband aboard. Germany naturally is unwilling to renounce its rights to ascertain the presence of contraband in neutral vessels, and in certain cases to draw conclusions therefrom. Germany is ready. Finally to deliberate with the United States concerning any measures which might secure the safety of legitimate shipping of neutrals in the war zone. Germany cannot, however, forbear to point out that all its efforts in this direction may be rendered very difficult by two circumstances. First, the misuse of neutral flags by British merchant vessels, which is indubitably known to the United States. Second, the contraband trade already mentioned, especially in war materials, on neutral vessels. Regarding the latter point, Germany would fain hope that the United States, after further consideration, will come to a conclusion corresponding to the spirit of real neutrality. Regarding the first point, the secret order of the British Admiralty, recommending to British merchant ships the use of neutral flags, has been communicated by Germany to the United States and confirmed by communication with the British Foreign Office, which designates this procedure as entirely unobjectionable and in accordance with British law. British merchant shipping immediately followed this advice, as doubtless is known to the American government from the incidents of the Lusitania and the Laertes. Moreover, 
The British government has supplied arms to British merchant ships and instructed them forcibly to resist German submarines. In these circumstances, it would be very difficult for submarines to recognize neutral merchant ships, for search in most cases cannot be undertaken, seeing that in the case of a disguised British ship from which an attack may be expected the searching party and the submarine would be exposed to destruction. Great Britain, then, was in a position to make the German measures illusory if the British merchant fleet persisted in the misuse of neutral flags and neutral ships could not otherwise be recognized beyond doubt. Germany, however, being in a state of necessity, wherein she was placed by violation of law, must render effective her measures in all circumstances, in order thereby to compel her adversary to adopt methods of warfare corresponding with international law, and so to restore the freedom of the seas of which Germany at all times is the defender and for which she today is fighting. Germany therefore rejoices that the United States has made representations to Great Britain concerning the illegal use of their flag, and expresses the expectation that this procedure will force Great Britain to respect the American flag in the future. In this expectation, commanders of German submarines have been instructed, as already mentioned in the note of February 4th, to refrain from violent action against American merchant vessels so far as these can be recognized, in order to prevent in the surest manner the consequences of confusion all naturally not so far as mines are concerned Germany recommends that the United States make its ships which are conveying peaceful cargoes through the British war zone discernible by means of convoys. Germany believes it may act on the supposition that only such ships would be convoyed as carried goods not regarded as contraband according to the British interpretation made in the case of Germany. How this method of convoy can be carried out is a question concerning which Germany is ready to open negotiations with the United States as soon as possible. Germany would be particularly grateful, however, if the United States would urgently recommend to its merchant vessels to avoid the British naval war zone. In any case until the settlement of the flag question, Germany is inclined to the confident hope that the United States will be able to appreciate in its entire significance the heavy battle which Germany is waging for existence and that from the foregoing explanations and promises it will acquire full understanding of the motives and the aims of the measures announced by Germany. Germany repeats that it has now resolved upon the projected measures only under the strongest necessity of national self-defense, such measures having been deferred out of consideration for neutrals. If the United States, in view of the weight which it is justified in throwing and able to throw into the scales of the fate of peoples, should succeed at the last moment in removing the grounds which make that procedure an obligatory duty for Germany, and if the American government, in particular, should find a way to make the Declaration of London respected on behalf, also, of those powers which are fighting on Germany's side and thereby make possible for Germany legitimate importation of the necessaries of life and industrial raw material, then the German government could not too highly appreciate such a service, rendered in the interests of humane methods of warfare and would gladly draw conclusions from the new situation. Britain's answer. London, February 19th. The full text of Great Britain's note regarding the flag, as handed to the American ambassador, follows. The memorandum communicated on the 11th of February calls attention in courteous and friendly terms to the action of the captain of the British steamer Lusitania in raising the flag of the United States of America when approaching British waters and says that the government of the United States feels certain anxiety in considering the possibility of any general use of the flag of the United States by British vessels traversing those waters, since the effect of such a policy might be to bring about a menace to the lives and vessels of United States citizens.
it was understood that the German government announced their intention of sinking British merchant vessels at sight by torpedoes, without giving any opportunity of making any provision for the saving of the lives of non-combatant crews and passengers. It was in consequence of this threat that the Lusitania raised the United States flag on her inward voyage. On her subsequent outward voyage a request was made by United States passengers, who were embarking on board of her, that the United States flag should be hoisted presumably to ensure their safety. Meanwhile, the memorandum from Your Excellency had been received. His Majesty's government did not give any advice to the company as to how to meet this request and it understood that the Lusitania left Liverpool under the British flag. It seems unnecessary to say more as regards the Lusitania in particular. In regard to the use of foreign flags by merchant vessels, the British Merchant Shipping Act makes it clear that the use of the British flag by foreign merchant vessels is permitted in time of war for the purpose of escaping capture. It is believed that in the case of some other nations there is similar recognition of the same practice with regard to their flag, and that none of them has forbidden it. It would. Therefore, be unreasonable to expect His Majesty's government to pass legislation forbidding the use of foreign flags by British merchant vessels to avoid capture by the enemy. Now that the German government had announced their intention to sink merchant vessels at sight with their non-combatant crews, cargoes, and papers, a proceeding hitherto regarded by the opinion of the world not as war, but piracy. It is felt that the United States government could not fairly ask the British government to order British merchant vessels to forego a means, always hitherto permitted, of escaping not only capture but the much worse fate of sinking and destruction. Great Britain always has, when a neutral, accorded to vessels of other states at war the liberty to use the British flag as a means of protection against capture, and instances are on record when United States vessels availed themselves of this facility during the American Civil War. It would be contrary to fair expectation if now, when conditions are reversed, the United States and neutral nations were to grudge to British ships the liberty to take similar action. The British government had no intention of advising their merchant shipping to use foreign flags as a general practice or to resort to them otherwise than for escaping capture or destruction. The obligation upon a belligerent warship to ascertain definitely for itself the nationality and character of a merchant vessel before capturing it and a fortiori before sinking and destroying it, has been universally recognized. If that obligation is fulfilled, the hoisting of a neutral flag on board a British vessel cannot possibly endanger neutral shipping, and the British government holds that if loss to neutrals is caused by disregard of this obligation it is upon the enemy vessel disregarding it and upon the government giving the orders that it should be disregarded that the sole responsibility for injury to neutrals ought to arrest. Allies' Declaration of Reprisals London, March 1st. Following is the text of the statement read by Premier Squith in the House of Commons today and communicated at the same time to the neutral powers in their capitals as an outline of the Allies' policy of retaliation against Germany for her war zone decree. Germany has declared the English Channel, the north and west coasts of France, and the waters around the British Isles a war area, and has officially given notice that all enemy ships found in that area will be destroyed and that neutral vessels may be exposed to danger. This island in effect, a claim to torpedo at sight, without regard to the safety of the crew or passengers, any merchant vessel under any flag, as it is not in the power of the German Admiralty to maintain any surface craft in these waters, the attack can only be delivered by submarine agency. The law and customs of nations in regard to attacks on commerce had always presumed that the first duty of the capture of a merchant vessel is bringing it before a prize court. 
where it may be tried and where regularities of the capture may be challenged, and where neutrals may recover their cargo, the sinking of prizes island in itself, a questionable act, to be resorted to only in extraordinary circumstances, and after provision has been made for the safety of all crews and passengers, the responsibility of discriminating between neutral and enemy vessels and between neutral and enemy cargoes obviously rests with the attacking ship, whose duty it is to verify the status and character of the vessel and cargo, and to preserve all papers before sinking or capturing the ship. So, also, the humane duty to provide for the safety of crews of merchant vessels, whether neutral or enemy, is an obligation on every belligerent. It is upon this basis that all previous discussions of law for regulating warfare have proceeded. The German submarine fulfills none of these obligations. She enjoys no local command of the waters wherein she operates. She does not take her captures within the jurisdiction of a prize court. She carries no prize crew which can be put aboard prizes which she seizes. She uses no effective means of discriminating between neutral and enemy vessels. She does not receive on board for safety the crew of the vessel she sinks. Her methods of warfare, therefore, are entirely outside the scope of any international instruments regulating operations against commerce in time of war. The German declaration substitutes indiscriminate destruction.